Lecture topic. Feeling the pain of the Ummah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-nadheen astafa. Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqatihi wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun Sadaqallahul azim Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters In one hadith sharif, Nabiya Kareem sallallahu has given an example of the Ummah and what the believers are like. The Kareem says that The believers are like one body. If the eye pains, then the entire body pains. وَإِنْ إِشْتَكَى رَأْسُهُ إِشْتَكَى كُلُّهُ And to further expand it, to give us more clarity on the example, to make us understand better, Nabi Akadim Salaam gives a further illustration of it. That if the head pains, then the entire body pains. Now, how does this entire body uh, express, so to say, solidarity with the part that is affected. So Nabi Salaam says, Tada'a lahu sa'irul jasadi bisahari wal humma. That the entire body it is in solidarity with the affected part. It all supports the affected part by undertaking part of the fever as well, if there's a fever. The sleeplessness, the entire body, it takes part in the sleeplessness. So, so to say, like every limb, if we say each finger, for example, is a separate person, just just for the understanding of it. If every limb was a separate person, so now what happens to one limb, the other limb won't know about it. If one limb got hurt, the other limb is a separate person, it might be totally unaware that the one finger is hurt, the other finger is not aware of it. If every limb was like a separate person, then the head would be paining, but the rest of the body would not know maybe that the head is paining. Now that's an impossibility to even imagine, how can that ever happen? It's one person, now that's exactly the point that Nabi Karim Salaam is highlighting for us. That the believers are not like different people, meaning as an ummah also, they are like one body. Though they are one billion people, but it is like all one body. So now in one body, there's the ears, there's the eyes, there's the tongue, there's ten fingers on the hands, there's ten toes as well, there's so many limbs, there's the heart, there's the lungs, there's the liver, there's so many organs that are functioning in this body. But despite the fact that there's so many different 
limbs and organs, but all are connected and very strongly connected. And connected so strongly that if the, ha- uh, the head is paining, then it's not possible that the hands, for example, will go to sleep. You can't imagine it, but just to, to expand on this, what is being said to us, that the hand will go to sleep, for example, or that the mouth will eat comfortably and not be really concerned about anything, that the head is paining, that's the head's problem, or the toes are paining, that's the toes' problem. No, every part of the body then now is in solidarity, it supports, it is acting together as one with that part of the affected body, with the affected part of the body. So this is the message and the lesson Nabi Salaam is giving us about the Ummah, that those who have true Iman, the dictates of their Iman, the demand of their Iman is this, that if any part of the body of the Ummah is in pain, then they feel it. Now indeed, we are insan, we are human, we are nevertheless limited by our emotions also. It is human nature that a person sometimes knows hundred people, but he doesn't have the same extent of feeling for all hundred. Somebody is his father, somebody is his mother. So there's this different level of attachment, different level of feeling. Somebody is a child. There's a different level of attachment and feeling to these immediate relationships. And somebody who's, for example, a distant cousin. So being a distant cousin, a relative, there is some attachment, there is some feeling. Now if there is some problem, some difficulty, some hardship that that distant cousin is experiencing, and you get to know about it, that person is ill, that person suddenly contracted cancer, Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us, that person has had a major financial loss, the person's house burned down, Allah forbid, whatever other calamity, hardship, one definitely will feel something, but it is obvious and very very clear that it will not be to the same extent that one will feel the intensity of the emotion, if it happened to one's own immediate family person, happened to one's child, one's parent, one's brother, sister, whatever, that will be on a different level. And this too is there, it will be on a different level. So there is no doubt about that, there is this difference in the situation that we will feel. But despite that, we are not without any feeling, without any kind of concern, because it's not our own immediate household or immediate family person, because we are connected, we are related, we might give the person a call, we'll give him some words of support, we might offer to assist in some way if we can. The least we'll do is, we'll go visit him, or we'll make dua for him. These things we'll do without doubt. But it won't be felt perhaps to the same intensity had the same issue occurred with one of our own immediate and near and dear ones. So that is part of human nature. But the point is because there is a connection, there is some degree of relationship. So it spurs us to do something. It spurs us to make some call, to inquire about the person, go and visit, to offer some help. Why? Because we are related in some way. Now, if we then look at it on a more broader level, somebody we don't know from anywhere, we have no idea who the person is, 
we don't have any contact with him whatsoever. We don't have, we probably never saw him previously. We don't know anything about him. And we see him in some difficulty, some hardship. Somebody has uh, beaten him and he's lying. So now you get, mashallah, some people who will not be able to just walk past. They'll do what they can to help. But they may not be so emotionally affected. They will be affected because it's nevertheless a human being and insan, but not on the same level as that distant cousin maybe. If they see something happening in front of their eyes, that will affect anybody. But you come to know later this is what happened. You may not get that same degree of emotion. Why? Because it's somebody you don't even know. But the point is, it's insan, so you feel something about it. Now we are being taught in this Hadith Sharif that don't make the rest of the Ummah like the stranger who is somebody you have no idea about, you've got no connection with him whatsoever, whoever it might be, what it is, it's his business, he's it. don't deal with the rest of the Ummah on that level of strangeness. Somebody else, I don't know who it is. No. This is part of the same body. So anybody, anywhere in the Ummah, that is suffering some kind of difficulty, some hardship, some calamity. So on the one side, as we discussed, if we don't know the person, we don't know who they are, we haven't met with them, we ha- so we're not going to feel the same level and same intensity of emotion as we'll feel for our immediate ones. That Allah Ta'ala's Nizam, had it been that every person's pain was felt at the same level, people won't be able to function. They won't be able to continue with their day-to-day lives, because everything will affect them at the same level as what Deen has given permission to even mourn for three days. But that's not for anyone and everyone. If a person's immediate family person has passed away, etc., he's been given the permission to observe some mourning. Obviously, there's limits of Sharia in that. Mourning here doesn't mean what the Kufar do, what others do, what their understanding of mourning is. There are certain limits. That a person expresses his grief, etc., in certain limits. So three days has been given permission for that. But that three days is for those who are the near, dear ones. In the case of a wife who lost her husband, it's four months and ten days, but not for everybody. That a person now sets aside three days of mourning. Yes, he'll make dua for them, he'll give some sadaqah, he'll make isale sawab, but there's different levels. So likewise, something happened in the far side of the world, to some part of the Ummah, it should not be like some stranger, we have no idea who it is, so we're not bothered now, No, we must feel the pain of the Ummah. While it is accepted, it won't be felt at that level. There are those servants of Allah Ta'ala, who the pain of the Ummah hurts them like their own pain. And maybe more also. That is a very uh, high class of people, that is a band of people who have hearts that are on another level the rest of us we understand our weakness, that's our weakness but that weakness must not become the point of departure that now well, that's not, I'm not feeling that so I don't do anything, no then we're not making amal on this hadith in any way, we're not part of this hadith, then we are saying we're not part of the body because we're feeling nothing about it so now coming back, coming rather to the point itself, there are so many things that are happening throughout the world, different parts of the world, to the mu'mineen, to the believers, 
There are so many, as we describe them as natural disasters, some floods, whether it was in Morocco, whether it was in Libya, whether it was anything local, whether wherever it might have been. There were other issues, there were so many problems. And then among the many, many things, currently the problem, the people of Palestine, what is taking place there, what is happening, how they are being made to suffer in terms of the ruthless way in which people are being bombed, etc. Now the thing is, what has it moved me to do? What has it moved us to do? Is it something that we just treat as a news item that we heard about this and then we want to know more what else happened and what else happened and what else happened? We already know what has happened. In principle, we know what has happened. Now we're going to just treat it as a news item and when this becomes the common story that the serious problems of the Ummah just become like news items because we're following the news, just the news. That's it. And then more news. And then we want to, like some kind of Na'uzubillah, Summa Na'uzubillah, they're getting an update of scores now. Who's winning, who's losing some scores. This is not a game. This is not something that is being played out on some uh, field as a game. This is reality. This is life. So now, just treating it as a news item desensitizes the heart. Meaning that a person stops feeling what the real feeling is. And unfortunately, this is not the subject we're dealing with. But just to digress since it's coming up, that often those who get caught up in playing a lot of the computer games, uh, violent games, and they're killing on the whatever games they are playing, it becomes a real life issue, becomes a game for them too. And unless it is somebody near and dear, it's like a game, well, there's so many people lost their lives, and then what? So we are becoming detached from reality. These games sound like very, very uh, innocent, it sounds like harmless, it sounds like not really a problem, but many people who get caught up in these things, then real life becomes a game for them. And, and they just take serious matters which are happening so many places in the world, doesn't move the person to make any dua, doesn't move the person to give some sadaqah, doesn't move the person to do some amal, recite some Quran Sharif and then make dua, to make some other efforts, whatever can be done, to contribute in some way to alleviate and remove the suffering of people. First, it becomes a news item. Yes, if there is some collective amal taking place somewhere, somebody has now uh, just asked for something to be done. So now we'll, because now we're there at that time, whatever, we'll be participating in it. But in our own time, in our own space, in our own uh, private moments, but to turn to Allah Ta'ala in all sincerity and from the depth of the heart to make dua, beg Allah Ta'ala's help. Unfortunately, when our lives become overrun by entertainment. Now, in the midst of crises also, when the parts of the Ummah are in severe crises, when there's a major crisis on the Ummah also, people will be planning their holidays. In the midst of that, they won't get tawfiq of making dua also once sometimes. Allah forbid. Allah Ta'ala save us. Allah Ta'ala open our hearts out towards reality, towards becoming part of the body of the Ummah. Now, sometimes in the middle of a crisis, 
Now, it doesn't mean that if there's a crisis, then a person must stop eating, stop drinking, stop smiling, stop having any kind of uh, some relaxation. Allah Ta'ala saved us from that halat. We will still continue to enjoy the ni'mas of Allah Ta'ala and make shukr upon it. But, and the very important but, that we cannot become detached from the ummah. Otherwise then, where are we? And then which part of the, who, who we are then aligned to? And on the day of Qiyamah, we will want to stand in front of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and want his shafa'at and intercession and what concern he had for his ummad and how much he sacrificed for his ummad and how much the pain of the ummad pained him and now we'll want to stand there and we'll say that no, well while the crisis was carrying on in the ummah but we were very busy playing computer games we were very busy on YouTube and we were very busy on social media and nevertheless we were following the news and then we were also planning our holidays for December that what holiday we're going to have and how we're going to have it we were more interested in that then we have lost track with where we are supposed to be what kind of heart we should have what kind of concern should be in our hearts now this is then a very sad situation of where we are in terms of the overall ummah we are not individuals we are part of a collective in the Quran Sharif in Surah Al-Fatiha and Surah Al-Fatiha is that surah which is necessary to be recited in every rakat of every salah in the first two rakats of every salah it is necessary to recite it in the farz and in the sunnat muakkada and the other salah is a four rakat salah and every rakat will be reciting it now in surah al-fatiha we turn to allah taala in dua alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin arrahman arrahim maliki yawmiddin we have discussed this on previous occasions but just to get to the point that we want to discuss now so we praise allah tabarak wa taala we acknowledge His grandeur. He is the master of the day of judgment. Maliki Yawmiddin. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in. Ya Allah, you alone do we worship and you alone do we seek help from. Now, each person is reciting on his own. He is an individual. He is making his tilawat and he is reciting Surah Al-Fatiha in his salah. But he will decide, Iyaka na'bud. Ya Allah, you alone do all of us worship, every mu'min. Wa iyaka nasta'een. And you alone do all of us seek help from. And then, Ihdinas sirat al-mustaqeen. Ya Allah, guide us all towards the state path. Now, this is Surah Al-Fatiha. It is the crux of the entire Quran Sharif. It is Ummul Kitab. It is the mother of the book of Allah Taala, meaning the most important parts. And its importance is highlighted in this, that it is right at the beginning of the Quran Sharif, and it has to be recited in every Salah. Now that's the importance. So therefore now in every day, each day, numerous times a person is reciting Surah Al-Fatiha. And every time he recites Surah Al-Fatiha, he is reminding himself, I am not for myself. I'm part of the Ummah and the entire Ummah is part of this one body and I too 
must be concerned about the rest of the body. So if there is one part of the body that is paining, I must also feel the pain. Yes, it might not be as intensely as somebody else might be able to feel it, but I cannot be detached. And I cannot be unconcerned. Allah Ta'ala has made it necessary upon us to be concerned for the Ummah. That the fact that we are going to be asking in every rakat of every salah, اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Ya Allah, guide us to the state path. Us, all of us. We are being made to become concerned for the whole Ummah. That Ya Allah, guide all of us to the state path. Now, that concern for the Ummah at large, that concern for the well-being of the Ummah at large, for the hidayat of the entire Ummah, for the afiyat of the entire Ummah, afiyat in the deen, afiyat in the dunya, now that, that requires something from us. It requires something more than just a few words that we will just say to somebody and we might just discuss somebody with somebody and maybe express our, uh, our feelings also some, to somebody and that's where it finishes off. No, no, that's, that doesn't count for anything much. We should be moving ourselves forward. Any crisis that comes in the Ummah, any difficulty, and all the time, unfortunately, something or the other is happening in a major scale, somewhere or the other, we need to become conscious of what is our responsibility in this regard. So the very least, the very least that we can do, number one, number one, earnest dua, not just some casual, in passing, just uh, in a routine manner, sometimes not even conscious of what we are saying, not what we are asking, we just like parroted something, and we don't know what we are doing, this is dua, in an earnest manner, deeply, as if, as much as possible, we try to bring this into our heart, like somebody was very near, dear, Allah forbid, Allah Ta'ala save us, Allah Ta'ala protect us, one is somebody's immediate family person, now suddenly there is a news, that the person is extremely sick, person suffered a heart attack, somebody has been diagnosed with cancer, so now we immediately get into dua, and then we heard about some distant person, make dua then also, but there is a vast difference between the two, so now, to muster that up, it won't just happen without, bringing that to heart and mind, that this is part of me, bring that up, and make dua, that this is part of one body, so to make dua for the Ummah, make dua for the people of Palestine, dua for the people throughout the world, wherever they are in any suffering. So one is dua, and there is never a time to tire from dua. Dua itself is an ibadat. And that ibadat is not just an ibadat, it's, an, it's the essence of ibadat. So we must engage in earnest dua, deep down from our hearts, feeling that pain of the Ummah. Number one. Number two, to enhance the dua further, even before dua, we can make some amal, we do it. What amal? Turakas, nafil, salatul haja. We try to do that. We can make some tilawat of the Quran Sharif and uh, beg Allah Ta'ala's help thereafter. That recitation of Quran Sharif will enhance the, the effect in the dua. It will make the dua more effective. It will be more effective in drawing down the help of Allah Ta'ala. So now one is to make the dua, but we can and we should try to enhance the dua. With what? With a'mal. Salatul Haja, Tilawat of the Quran Sharif, 
then a very, very important amal and a very important amal for ourselves, for the entire ummah, is istighfar. Excessive istighfar. We should be increasing our amount of istighfar now. The mashayikh, many uh, of the present day mashayikh, Hazrat Mufti Ahmad Khan Puri Sahib, Damad Barakatum in particular, very senior personality of our time, he is based in India. So he, uh, he prescribes in fact, that minimum 300 times istighfar. But this istighfar to be done in the collective. Again, the collective. That we are not one single person. So therefore he suggests to recite it with the plural tense, Nastaghfirullah. Normally we understand it and this is how we do recite it. Astaghfirullah. Ya Allah, I am seeking forgiveness. That's the Hamza. Astaghfirullah. But with the noon, it is nastaghfirullah. Ya Allah, all of us are seeking forgiveness. And we make the niyat of the entire ummah in that. So we are seeking forgiveness on behalf of ourselves. And we are seeking forgiveness on behalf of the entire ummah. So we increase our extent of istighfar as well. Then the other very important amal is sadaqah. Sadaqah dispels calamities and hardships. Just as it will dispel inshallah and help to dispel a calamity coming upon us by giving sadaqah on behalf of the affected people of the ummah inshallah, summa inshallah this will be a means of alleviating the problems from them as well and together with all this we remain our hearts remain focused towards Allah wa ta'ala and make sincere tawbah our sins are the reason for the problems and difficulties of the Ummah. We must be sure about that. It is my problem. I am the one that is contributing to the problems of the Ummah. So we need to make Tawbah. We don't look at it as this is somebody else's problem. No, this is the result of my issues. So I need to make sincere Tawbah, beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, stop the haram and sin. Sins of the eyes, sins of the tongue, the ghibat, the lying, whatever other major sins they are, and these things draw down azab, Allah Ta'ala save us. So, to make sincere tawbah from all these things, Allah forbid haram contact and relationships, haram chatting, whatever might be going on which is wrong, to make sincere tawbah from all this. If we are truly concerned about the ummah, and be truly concerned about the pain and suffering of the ummah, then we will also take steps to now do that which will bring down the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala on the ummah. Not go about things in a casual manner, we can't be bothered, it's somebody else's problem. No, it's our problem, it's my problem. We should be feeling the pain of it. Yes, we cannot expect ourselves, weak as we are, to feel the same intensity of emotion like we will feel for other situations, but we should feel something. We should make ourselves feel something. And in this way then make dua, beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, Amal, Sadaqa, Dar of Dua, Toba, increase the istighfar, these are the things that we should be engaging in. And we can contribute financially for whatever the to alleviate the suffering of people. Somebody now is in a problem, there are medical uh, requirements, whatever it might be, we can contribute towards that. By all means we try and do whatever we can. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala grant afiyat, Allah Ta'ala may khair, Allah Ta'ala 
protect the ummah from all the disasters and hardships and difficulties and Allah Ta'ala grant every khair and barakah and afiyah and Allah Ta'ala grant victory to the ummah throughout the world wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakal shukru kulluhu Allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakal shukru kulluhu Allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakal shukru kulluhu Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama asnayta ala nafsik jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu rabbana ghalamna anfusana wa illam takhfil lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna min al-khasirin rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yun waj'alna lilmuttaqina imama waj'alna lilmuttaqina imama واجعلنا للمتقين اماما اللهم اغفر لامتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اهد امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اصلح امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم فرج الكرب عن امتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا لا تؤاخذنا ان نسينا او اخطانا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا اسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقه لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله واصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله رب